All right, Matthew, here we go again. So we're on the way to the tower with our local friendly dwarfs. <laughs> How are you feeling about this uh, little adventure? Do you think the dwarfs are going to help us or hinder us? Well, I'm certainly glad to be on the move again after uh, that <laughs> terrible card game that we tried to play with them. So uh, hopefully the, the AI uh, dungeon master is going to be a bit uh, more forgiving of us yeah. going to this going to this next mission. So uh, what's your hopes in the tower? We're going to try and find some info on this Necrotus and how to beat him. Yeah, apparently we're going to find uh, find some secret info in his basement, eh? So, uh, do you think it's, it's just a requirement, like local planning requirement in any fantasy world? Uh, when you build a tower, the you know the local government says you've got to build a deep dark basement in your tower. It's like it's it's not allowed to be done otherwise. Aye, and it's a weird thing because if you go to the hassle of building a tower, you're building up the way. So then mm -hmm. why put all the important <laughs> stuff like underground? You would think yeah. the top of the tower might be more optimal. Yeah, exactly. If you're building up anyway, just build another floor or two rather than go to the effort of digging into the uh, rocky ground. It must be much more difficult. Yeah. Good point. Good point. <laughs> so what's right. it saying to us? So what we've got is... As you and your party make your way towards the tower, you notice that the area around is strangely quiet. The tower stands tall and menacing, with dark clouds looming above it, creating an eerie atmosphere. So we've got three options here, Matthew. What are they? Okay, option one, approach the tower and try to sneak in. Uh, option two, scout the area for any potential dangers and devise a plan accordingly. Or option three, try to gather more information from the dwarves about the tower and its potential defences. Don't know about you, Colin, but I think option three is pretty solid. <laughs> Why have we got the dwarfs otherwise, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so we should explain, aren't we? We're gonna we're gonna try a session here where we actually just get to choose rather than roll a dice and get forced to do something, eh? Yeah. Um, and shall we keep shall we keep the option for uh, option four as well around uh, deciding on our own? Like we can we can make up our own if we think of a particularly good approach. Yeah, aye. I mean yeah. if it presents three and none of them uh, none of them exactly strike you as, as yeah. brilliant we could uh, we'll but I, th I think in this scenario I mean is is there anything that we could think of that's not I mean I, I nope. probably would have suggested asking the dwarves yeah. to be honest no I agree yeah let's do it let's go with option three so let's ask our trusty dwarves let's take option three so the dwarves reveal that the tower is guarded by magical wards and traps, making it nearly impossible to enter undetected. However, they also mention that they know of a secret entrance that leads to the tower basement, where the information you seek might be hidden. They lead you to a nearby cave system and show you the entrance to a narrow tunnel that leads to the basement of the tower. As you enter the tunnel, you hear strange noises echoing from deep within, and the air becomes colder and heavier. So our options here, I like how we're going back in a cave. It took us a long time to yeah. get out of the last cave, didn't it? But let's go in <laughs> another one. So we could pr proceed cautiously through the tunnel, keeping an eye out for any traps or dangers. We could send Grimaud, who's apparently back, ahead to scout the area and warn you of any threats. Uh, and we could stop 
and rethink our strategy, considering the potential risks of entering the tower through this secret entrance. I like how it's offered to bail out there. Like, you don't, yeah. you don't really have to do this. Yeah. You can go back to the pub if you want. That's the option tabs. that never, pre- never presents itself in a fantasy book. You know, yeah. maybe this isn't such a good idea. You know, we could just go and drink some beer and uh, you forget about this evil guy altogether. Yeah, like Frodo <laughs> just saying, like, fuck this. I, I, I'm done. <laughs> this uh, isn't our job. It doesn't have to be our job. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, I, I love how it's brought Grimo into it this way as well. I, I like how it's uh, con- yeah, considering our animal companion. So I, I would vote for option two actually about Grimo. Yeah, let's uh, let's utilise him. Last time he was in the cave, I think he got stuck and we couldn't really get him back. And to be honest, we didn't make much effort to get him back either. But uh, <laughs> see if he he's followed us. us. He, he's got our trail now. He can sniff. <laughs> okay, let's go with option two. So you send Grimo ahead to scout the area, and he cautiously makes his way down the tunnel. After a few minutes, he returns and signals that the coast is clear. You cautiously proceed through the tunnel, keeping an eye out for any traps or dangers. And as you near the end of the tunnel, you see a faint light coming from the other side of a heavy stone door. How do you think Grimo signals? I know, like his tail... (laughs) Is it he, the... he lifts his tail. He's got like one of those bonobo-style big red arses. <laughs> uh, I think that's what he did. Is it? Is it the classic cartoon? Like uh, the dog goes into a pointer pose, paw up, like straight line, tail to nose. That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right, options so options? here then it's pre- presented to us: try to open the door quietly and sneak into the tower basement. Knock on the door and hope that someone will answer. I quite like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Use magic to open the door or create a distraction to draw attention away from your presence. If option two wasn't so compelling, I would have said, insist that the weakest dwarf just goes in himself and uh, see what happens. But I, I just... I'm, I'm really really open to the idea of just knocking the door you want to know what happens if we just knock on it yeah I'm curious yeah (laughs) it's the whole theme of our adventure that we're just not going to take the standard fantasy approach yeah let's (laughs) just chap the door of basically Mordor he's a I mean he's an evil wizard but it doesn't mean he's not you know um, amenable to negotiation and uh, you know he he might not like the other evil wizard maybe we can get him to team up with him or something if we don't rush in and kill him straight away there could always be a ruse, you know. We could pretend to be salesmen or washerwomen. Uh, yeah, religious, religious missionaries, I guess. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, do, do you want to add something like that to option two? We could probably do that if you want. Do you wonder though? We should we should see who opens the door first. It might just be like a dragon, okay. uh, and yeah. there's no point in then trying to pretend that you're selling the Bible. Okay, okay, cool. Right, here we go. Let's see what happens. You knock on the door, and after a few moments, you hear footsteps approaching. The door creeps open slowly, and you see a hooded figure standing in front of you. What brings you here? The figure asks, eyeing you suspiciously. You explain that you're a guest. Uh, You're on a quest to defeat Necrotus, and you are told that there might be a valuable information in the tower basement. The figure hesitates for a moment before inviting you inside. As you enter the tower, you see that it's filled with various magic artefacts and potions, and the air's thick with the smell of incense. The figure leads you to a small room and gestures towards a bookshelf. You may find what you seek here, the figure says before disappearing into the shadows. Well, that was easy. What, 
what a shit evil wizard. <laughs> well, we don't okay. we don't know he was the evil wizard. To be fair, maybe he's like a, a mistreated servant and was actually quite happy to um, yeah to give away his master's secrets. <laughs> Aye, um, yeah, that was very low friction. So, uh, search the bookshelf for any relevant information, investigate the room for any potential dangers or traps, or leave the tower immediately and regroup outside to discuss your findings. That's a terrible option. I was going to say again, the sensible option. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would like to shout the... um, What what did it refer to him as? Uh, Uh, Hooded hooded figure. Hooded figure, yeah. I would Why like are they to get hooded as well. I know. Why do, just, you're not allowed to be not hooded in a fantasy story if you're like someone sneaky or somebody suspicious. Can we get the hooded figure back down and ask for a cup of tea? Do you think that would be <laughs> that would be yeah. um, acceptable? Okay. And ask for a cup of tea. Yeah, I think if we're going to peruse these books. We need a nice uh-huh. cup of tea <laughs> so like and a biscuit. Train like our servant. Okay, yeah, cool. All right. Can we shut the hood figure back and ask him for a cup of cup of tea while we read the books? Here we go. You shout back for the hooded figure who reappears and looks at you curiously as you ask for a cup of tea. Tea, you say? The hooded figure asks before chuckling softly. Very well. I suppose there's no harm in that. The hooded figure leads you to a small kitchen area where they make you a pot of tea and bring it back to the room with the bookshelf. As you settle in with your tea, you begin to search through the books on the shelf. (laughs) Say we could (laughs) search for information on the Crotus and his weaknesses. Look for any information on the tower's magical wards and defences, because you know it's not been uh, <laughs> it's not been easy enough just to get in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Browse the I books think... for any interesting magical artifacts or spells that might aid you in your quest. <laughs> I think we're just revealing how short-sighted most fantasy adventurers are. They're they're just yeah. rushing about, brandishing their swords, and just getting everyone's backs up. When you just ask for a nice cup of tea, it just all works out. Chaff right, the door, ask for a cup of tea peruse the library um, I wonder if I'd be pushing my luck asking for a biscuit but uh, yeah I suppose uh, we better um, search for some information on the old necrotus yeah should we just go for the standard one here so option one as you search through the books you come across a dusty tome titled The Defeat of Necrotus a comprehensive game <laughs> they've got their SEO on point here don't they <laughs> What's the most common surge term for adventurers in this area? <laughs> the Defeat of Necrotus, a, comp- a comprehensive guide. <laughs> Excitedly, and I lad, slightly incredulously, <laughs> you, be- you begin to read through the pages, scanning for any information on Necrotus's weaknesses. <laughs> According to the book, Necrotus draws his power from an ancient artifact known as the Black Crystal, which is located deep within his lair. Destroying the Black Crystal would weaken Necrotus significantly, making him vulnerable to attack. You also discover that Necrotus is particularly vulnerable to holy magic and silver weapons, and that his powers are weakened during the day when the sun is shining. Feeling empowered with this new knowledge, you share the info with your party and start to plan your next move. 
Uh, so our options here, head directly in Acrotus's lair and try to destroy the Black Crystal. Option 2, seek out a powerful holy relic or silver weapon that could aid you in your fight against Necrotus. Or option 3, wait until daytime to launch an attack on Necrotus, taking advantage of his weakened powers. Alright. <clears throat> I mean, this is trying to take us a uh, shortcut to the end of the book, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, going against the fantasy grain, because if this was just a, a novel or that three different problems and obstacles would have presented itself in this time <laughs> that uh, you had to go and deal with first do we want to find out a bit more about this tower we're in first like i, I want to know why this uh, this guy's been so nice to us yeah could you ask him where the bathroom is <laughs> we could go and have a rifle through the medicine cabinet <laughs> okay i find that's the best way to learn about someone <laughs> okay you ask the hooded figure where the bathroom is, and they point you in the direction of a small door in the corner of the room. Thank you, you say, making your way to the bathroom. As you enter the bathroom, you notice a small mirror on the wall. Something about it catches your eye, and you move closer to take a look. As an aside, I'm curious if, like, is it the whole party in the bathroom, or just one of us? <laughs> like, is it me, you, Grimaud, and the seven dwarfs in the okay, bathroom? Okay, let's, let's check. Let's check. <laughs> it just says you <laughs> but it says you are the one who went to the bathroom so it's only you inside the bathroom so I'm going to write back but there's uh, two heroes Colin and Matthew and a whole group of dwarfs and Grimo oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Apologies for the confusion earlier. As you entered the bathroom, you noticed that Colin and Matthew were already inside. Deary me. <laughs> <laughs> Inspecting a strange object on the wall. I'm sure that's the standard excuse for this sort of thing. Yeah, so it's got a little it's got a little bit of um, confusion around who exactly is typing in the uh, the answers. Maybe I can say that, but but I think this is good. Uh, so Colin and Matthew are already inside inspecting the strange object on the wall. What's this? Colin asked, pointing to the object. Matthew shrugged. I've no idea. Looks like some kind of magical mirror, though, because I guess they have a distinctive look. Um, but yeah, we okay. could inspect the mirror more closely to see if there's anything unusual about it. Ignore the mirror and head back to the bookshelf to continue our research. Uh, option three, call out to your party members to come and take a look at the mirror. I've got an idea. Could we go back to the bookshelf... Yeah. And can we look for a book called The Magic Mirror in the Wizard's Tower, A Comprehensive Guide? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Go back to the bookshelf, look for a book called A Magic Mirror in a Wizard's Tower, A Comprehensive Guide. All right, you make your way back to the bookshelf and start searching for the book titled A Magic Mirror in a Wizard's Tower, A Comprehensive Guide. After a few minutes of searching, you find the book hidden behind a stack of dusty tomes. Boom. As you open the book, <laughs> you discover that it contains information about a particular type of magic mirror that can be used to scry on a particular location or person. What does the scry book, mean? Uh, like watch them. It's like kind right. of... Um, so like spy, but... <clears throat> spy, yeah. Fancy, fancy spy. Instead you scry. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of magic. I think they usually use it for, uh, you know, you have like a, a bowl of water. You know, like in Harry Potter, where you've got a bowl of water you can look into and spy on people. Oh, yeah. 
that kind of thing. Uh, the book also mentions that these mirrors are often used as a means of communication between wizards and that they are notoriously difficult to locate and use. Feeling intrigued, you share the information with your party members and wonder if the mirror in the bathroom could be one of these magic mirrors. So return to the bathroom and inspect the mirror more closely. Try to locate other books or sources of information that could shed more light on the magical mirror. Or put the book back on the shelf and focus on your original objective <laughs> of finding Necrotus's weakness. Gentle prod, stop fanning about with, with side quests and get back to <laughs> Necrotus. <laughs> I mean, I think I think we need to have a go with this mirror. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we send one of the dwarves in because they're expendable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, we'll go with option one, but send the dwarf, a dwarf, to um, try the mirror out. Okay, you return to the bathroom with your party members and ask one of the dwarfs to try the mirror out. The dwarf approaches the mirror cautiously, studying his reflection. After a few moments, the dwarf touches the surface of the mirror with his finger, and suddenly the mirror glows bright blue. A voice echoes out from the mirror, causing the dwarf to jump back in surprise. Greetings, the voice said. Who are you and what brings you to my tower? Option one, introduce yourselves and explain your mission to defeat Necrotus. Option two, ignore the voice and try to use the mirror to scry on Necrotus in his lair. Uh, option three, ask the voice <laughs> if it has any information that could help you in your quest. I like how we could just jump straight to scrying on the Crotus and he's yeah. there. Yeah, um, just ignore him. I am curious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to know who this <laughs> guy is as well, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. We need to find Shall out we... who's talking to us. Introduce yourself and explain. Do we want to? I mean, we we don't want to explain our mission to defeat Necrotus right away, do we? What if it's him? I know exactly. Yeah, but it won't let us lie. Um, okay. Oh yeah, that's chat, true. Chat GPT just doesn't allow it. Mind you, okay. it doesn't know we're lying if we don't yeah. signpost it. Well, that's true. What, what if? All right. What if I put in? Let's introduce ourselves um, and ask who. They are. <clears throat> How do you feel about that? Yeah. Okay. Hello, I am Colin, and we are in a quit. No! <laughs> <laughs> Just spilled these guts. <laughs> it forced us to uh, do option, the whole of option one. Um, here it is. Hello, I'm Colin, and we're in a quest to defeat Necrotus, I say, introducing yourself to the voice coming from the magical mirror. Maybe you know who we're speaking to. I love how polite we are here as well, that's good. Um, there is a moment of silence before the voice responds. I am Zarath, a wizard who resides in this tower. What business do you have with me? You explain that you were told there might be valuable information in the tower basement that could help you in your quest to defeat Necrotus. Zarath remains sceptical, but listens as you recount the information you found in the book about Necrotus's weaknesses. I see, Zarath said thoughtfully. It seems that you might be of use to me after all. If you can bring me the black crystal, I will share the information I have with you. Well, okay, if we, we can bring him the uh, black crystal, does that not mean that we've 
defeated Necrotus anyway. Yeah. No need to bring him the Black Crystal, really, is there? Like, he's not offering us anything. Mind you, he has. No. He's given us a cup of tea, hasn't he? True, and, true. Uh, access to his bookshelf. <laughs> so we All could accept... comprehensive guides. Sorry, go on. <laughs> we could accept that... <laughs> Zarath's offer and work with him work with him to defeat Necrotus. We could refuse his offer and continue with our original plan to defeat him on our own. Or we could ask him if he has any other information or resources that could aid you in your quest. I've got an idea. Could we go back to the bookshelf mm-hmm. and could we look for a book called Zarath, a wizard who <laughs> resides in this tower, a comprehensive guide? <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is a great bookshelf. It's basically the internet of this fantasy world, his bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, totally. Zarath, <laughs> uh, the wizard, in the tower, a comprehensive guide. <laughs> okay, can we look in the bookshelf for a book called Zarath, the wizard in the tower, a comprehensive guide? You start searching through the bookshelf for a book titled Zarath, the Wizard in the Tower, a Comprehensive Guide. After a few minutes of searching, you find a thick tome with a faded colour cover and pull it from the shelf. As you open the book, you discover that it contains a wealth of information about Zarath, his background, his magical abilities and his reputation in the magical community. You also find out that Zarath has a history of making deals with adventurers and has a reputation for being both helpful and treacherous. (laughs) Feeling more informed, you consider your next move. I like how he has a copy of this book in his tower. His own book. (laughs) (laughs) And he's happy to admit that, you know, I I have been known to be treacherous. Yeah, totally. I'm just going to see who it's written by, though. Who's this book written by? The author of the book is listed as a magical historian and scholar named Lucinda Brightmore. She is well known for her detailed research into the lives and histories of notable wizards and magical beings. The book includes a foreword by the renowned wizard Albus Thimblewort, who, <laughs> the... <laughs> who praises the author's thoroughness and attention to detail. Okay. So it's it's almost worse. He hasn't written a tome about himself. He's collecting books about himself by other people. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there's so many rabbit holes here, but we can't go down them all. We um, can't take yeah. <laughs> So, so I think the key thing is here uh, that was entirely unhelpful because he can be helpful but also treacherous. Yeah, <laughs> you're no further forward there, then, are you? Because no, yeah. no. All right. Okay. So, what do we? I mean, do we want to? Uh, we've kind of got what we're looking for here, haven't we? Because we know what uh, Necrotus's weaknesses are now. So. It's more about what are we going to get by bringing him back to the Black Crystal. You flip through the pages of the book and find a section dedicated to Zarath. According to the book, Zarath is known for being a powerful and ambitious wizard who has a particular interest in ancient artefacts and magical relics. The book explains that Zarath has been searching for the Black Crystal for years, believing that it has the power to grant him untold magical abilities. It also mentions that Zarath has a reputation for being both helpful and treacherous, again, and that his deals often come with strings attached. Based on this information, it's possible that Zarath intends to use the Black Crystal for his own purposes, rather than simply helping you defeat Necrotus. 
Well, there's a revelation. <laughs> yeah, and again, we would have already defeated Necrotus if we obtained the Black Crystal. Exactly. So I'm basically, bit, he just wants to become Necrotus. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit curious as to like if he wants it so much, why hasn't he tried to get it? Like, true. He's, he's just sitting here with his extensive <laughs> library. Okay, I'm going to ask him through the mirror. Uh, can we ask Sarah through the mirror? Uh, why hasn't he tried to get the black crystal himself? You turn to the mirror and ask Zarath why he hasn't tried to obtain the black crystal himself, given his reputation for seeking out powerful magic artifacts. Zarath chuckles before responding. Ah, the black crystal. It is a powerful artifact indeed, but not one that is easily obtained. It is well guarded, and those who seek it out often do not return. I have been searching for it for some time, but I have yet to find a way to obtain it. That is where you come in. <laughs> so basically, he doesn't know how. <laughs> yeah, he's like, look, this is really hard. I can't do it. I'm hoping that uh, you might do it, but you probably won't be able to. Yeah, uh, but I don't mind if you die trying. It's fine. <laughs> interestingly, it's then like, so accept his offer and work with him. I, I still don't get what he's doing for us. Like He's basically yeah. saying, go and do this thing, and if you do yeah. it, bring me the reward back and I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, refuse his <laughs> offer, or use the information in the book to negotiate a better deal with uh, Zarathon. Maybe that's an option. Maybe we could yeah. uh, bring him the Black Crystal if he um, gives us his tower. Can we keep his tower <laughs> in his bookshelf? <laughs> With, okay, option three, with our goal being to win his big tower. <laughs> you decide to use the information in the book to negotiate a better deal with Zarath and to be more cautious in your dealings with him, with the ultimate goal of winning his tower. You turn back to the mirror and say, We're willing to work with you to obtain the Black Crystal, but we need to discuss the terms of our agreement first. We're not simply going to hand over the artifact to you without proper compensation. Zarath's expression becomes slightly more serious. What do you propose? He asks. You explain that you're interested in obtaining his tower as a reward for your assistance in obtaining a black crystal. You also ask that Zarath provide you with any information or resources that could aid you in your quest to defeat Necrotus. Zarath considers your proposal for a moment before responding... Very well. If you can obtain the black crystal for me, I will reward you with my tower and provide you with any information or resources that I have that could aid you in your quest. Which However, would incidentally be completed. Exactly. <laughs> However, I warn you that the journey to obtain the artifact will not be an easy one. Eh, hey, so accept, refuse, or negotiate. I wonder... Uh, I wonder if one final negotiation is if he could grant us magical powers for us to then take on our Ooh. quest. Because it'd be good if we could, like, shoot fireballs or be invincible. <laughs> or. <laughs> All right. Nice. I like it. Have we, do we have... This is a, a good question here. Do we have a, a class or any particular skills so far? I don't think we've kind of... Have nah. We, have we rabble. said that? That's us. Rabble. Yeah. So. We're, just, we're just random rabble. Okay, yeah, good idea. So we're uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna pick a class here. We might get to be magicians or clerics or something. Um, okay, can we ask Zarath to grant us magical powers? I've got a great idea for the power that I want. 
Oh, nice. Do you want? Uh, okay. Do you want? Uh, let's guide it a bit then. So, what kind of uh, what kind of wizard or thing do you want to be? What's your class? I'm trying to think back through the Frostgrave book for all the classes. Um, <laughs> well, what would it be? An illusionist for this power. Basically, oh. I want the ability to um, make a big fart noise appear at the other side of the room or sound, I guess. So um, we could. I, I think we could kind of use this if we're needing to like turn heads and get past. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Guards. Right. All right. Um, can we ask Sarah to grant some if he agrees? Please give Matthew the powers of an illusionist wizard and give Colin the powers of a... I think I'll be the muscle then. I'll be a paladin. A paladin? So be the holy powers. What magic does a paladin do? Uh, paladins are more like... Uh, they're, they're warriors, but they have holy powers, so they can... Um, uh, they have some powers which can turn away undead, that kind of thing, like can kill undead creatures or kind of aid in uh, smiting bad things, essentially. Uh, they sometimes have a bit of healing, I think, but that's maybe more clerics. Okay, let's see what he says. You turn back to the mirror and ask Zarath if he can grant you and your party members magical powers to aid you in your quest to defeat Necrotus. Zarath considers your request before nodding slowly. I may be able to assist you with that, he says. However, such powers do not come without a price. Are you willing to pay it? Naturally. <laughs> you exchange a look with your party members before agreeing to the terms. Zarath instructs you to concentrate, and a surge of magical energy flows through your bodies. As you look at Matthew, you can see that he's been granted the powers of an illusionist. His eyes glow with a faint magical light, and he appears to be sound surrounded by a faint shimmering aura. Colin, on the other hand, has been granted the powers of a paladin. His armour glows with a faint golden light, and his sword appears to have been imbued with a similar magical energy. Use these powers wisely, Zarath warns you. They are powerful, but they come with a great responsibility. <laughs> He's not mentioned what the price or responsibility is. No, nope, <laughs> We just nope. got to find that out. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, it's just, it's just uh, you know, uh, Uncle, what's his face from Spider-Man, telling uh, Spider-Man... They come with responsibility, but I'm not going to tell you why. <laughs> so, um, option one, it's accept his offer. Option two, refuse his offer. That's the one. These are the options that has been thrown at us uh, for the last mm. six or seven turns, I guess. Yeah. Uh, or negotiate, which I guess we've done. So I'm happy to accept yeah. his offer now that we've got some magic powers and cool. um, maybe see if uh, the wee hooded guy could make us another cup of tea before setting off. So. <laughs> Well, let's finish up by asking for a final cup of tea before we hit the road. You thank Zarath for granting you and your party members magical powers and for agreeing to negotiate a better deal with you. Feeling more empowered and prepared, you ask Zarath if you can have one final cup of tea before you hit the road. Zarath chuckles before responding. Of course, my dear friends, he says. Help yourselves to some tea and enjoy the rest of your stay in my tower. And when you're ready, the journey to obtain the Black Crystal awaits you. You and your party members take a moment to relax and enjoy your tea, savouring the moment of calm before the next leg of your journey. It just shows how much could be achieved in a bathroom, because uh, 
that's mainly where we've hung out in this episode, isn't it? So I have never, I've never seen this at such an, an effective um, book stroke mirror scene in a fantasy story. It's great. Yeah, it's, uh... the b- bookcase with literally every comprehensive guide you could want, and a mirror that just grants you magical powers. Magical so. bookcase. Yeah, we never even ha- had him face to face either. Eh? He's just upstairs, and we're downstairs. I know. It's like <laughs> it's like it's be you know your lazy kid in bed like texting you in the kitchen uh, yeah, getting to bring you breakfast yeah <laughs> I like it that was a good one though Matthew enjoyed that and yeah. Grandma even took part I know I know aye good to see where we could go next with these powers and what we could get <laughs> up to perfect alright well thank you for listening along hope you got something out of this story um, and that will do it for today I think <laughs> we'll talk to you next time <laughs>